Welcome to episode 48 of The Ball Run, the official podcast for snooker professional Stuart Bingham. This Cogito PR produced content is sponsored by Q Creator, the experts in bespoke Q design. It's a show in which I, sports journalist James Colasanti, ask the man nicknamed Ball Run about recent results and life on tour. Good morning, mate. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Um, got home a bit late last night from obviously the Championship League. Yeah. And, um, yeah, sort of uh, having a nice chilled out day today. On a little bit of babysitting duty, aren't you? We, we noticed before the start of the show, got Marnie uh, d- uh, there with you at the moment. Yeah, she's trying, she's clearing out the um, front room. Right. Moving all the uh, furniture about so she can do some gymnastics in here. Oh, I see. I thought you can tell me she's building a <laughs> fort or something. Oh, that's right, because um, <laughs> I saw a picture the other week. She's she's a member down at South Essex, isn't she? Uh, at the, um, the, the Sporting Village. Uh, at Buzzin Sporting Village School, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's um, she yeah, she got picked out to to go on a Saturday. I don't think she's been for a while because obviously um, we've had a few things on mm. family wise, and uh, so yeah, she ain't been. But she's yeah, very flexible and uh, pain in the backside. Good future star, do you think? Because we've got a proud proud history in the area. Do you think we might see her? Uh, you know, competing one day. Yeah, um, obviously I know um, Matt. Max Whitlock, his yeah. uh, coach, Scott, yeah. he, um, his kids go to this obviously same school. That's right. So, uh, obviously, we I, I bump into him all the time. And, um, yeah, he's saying, like, she's really good. So, good. never know. Fingers crossed. A proud uh, sporting family. But, yeah. All right, let's right, well, look, get on a bit of... Um, Admin up front in today's show first. Um, I'm sure your social media followers will have seen your brief announcement last week um, that one of your main, main sponsors, Outlaw Pro, has, um, has pulled out for the season. Um, and I know you've already thanked Stuart Lawson and the Outlaw guys for their brilliant backing in the last campaign. And, and of course, we wish them all the best uh, for the future. Um, but what it means, of course, is um, you now have room on that snooker waistcoat of yours to sport another brand the one's exposure to millions of global TV viewers this year. Um, of course, it'll be an association with a world and Masters champion um, who gets more than his fair share of column inches. Um, not, to demen- not, not to mention direct exposure to uh, it's around about 100,000 who follow you on combined on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Um, and, and of course, a monthly name check on the brilliant Bull Run podcast here. Um, now, I know you've always had a great relationship with your sponsors over the years. Um, but for anyone listening who would like to um, uh, get involved, um, what would you say they would get out of a relationship uh, working with you and Team Bingham? Um, say I'm pretty laid back. Um, I'd, I'd be willing to do sort of whatever. Uh, obviously, appearance opening, opening stores or um, anything, really. Um, uh, what I've done in the past, yeah, it's sort of like they come come to tournaments, um, hospitality. I, I try and do everything I can, um, but yeah, just sort of be amongst be amongst of, of the other snooker players and, and say golf days, anything. Say I, I'm a say open to anything. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's hard. I'd say obviously I've only had one main sponsor, and obviously that was Outlaw. So mm. it was a bit new to me, even though I've had sort of uh, sort of tournament sponsors. Yeah. Um, I've never really had a main one, so um, yeah, it was a good, obviously, relationship with Stuart and Outlaw. Um, obviously, gutted to see it end, but uh, things happen. And um, as you say, I'm, I'm sort of opening to see what sort of comes next. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mentioned there in the, in the brief kind of appraisal, it really is good exposure, isn't it? I mean, you know, the telly's always on it. And, you know, geographically as well, so that reach down into, into the China market, Asia, it, there's, a, there's a great opportunity there for somebody, isn't there, to, to kind of like, you know, get their name, get their brand out there sort of thing, yeah? Yeah, so like obviously what you said, I've got like probably about 100,000 followers on the social media, mm. obviously through my website, um, obviously say on the TV. Um, obviously where I'm ranked, I'm not guaranteed TV uh, exposure on every tournament, but um, hopefully I'm going to win some tournaments this year and, and put my sort of self back up, up the rankings, hopefully in the top eight. So yeah. sort of the fire's still burning and uh, I want to still sort of make a make a sort of go go of it myself and um yeah obviously i'll be trying my hardest for myself and obviously any new potential sponsors to sort of get their brand out yeah absolutely um if anybody is interested in sponsoring stuart for the 2022-23 season you can email um elite sports management 147 so it is e-l-i-t-e-s-p-o-r-t-s M-A-N-A-G-E-M-E-N-T, Elite Sports Management, then the number 147. Uh, there's no no gaps there. And it's at Outlook, uh, spelled as it sounds, O-U-T-L-O-O-K, and it's a dot .com. Um, alternatively, you can email our administrative one, which is office, spelled as it sounds, at Stuart Bingham, spelled as it sounds, all lowercase, all one word, and it's a dot .com. Um, and I'll leave those contact details in the show notes, so anybody who wants to just sort of click on them and email through, um, please feel free to drop us a line. Um, okay, so turning to the snooker, um, I mean, you've underlined what you've just said, you've underlined your potential to, to have a decent campaign with a solid start to this season. Um, it got underway with a 5-3 European Masters qualifying win over Michael Holt. Uh, saw a nice little roll-up snooker behind the blue there to, to help you um, take the winning frame. Um, how did you feel about that performance and, and how pleased are you to book your place going back to the uh, Stadthal in Germany next month? Um, over the moon to sort of get back to Germany. Um, it's been a, a good few years since I've been there, so um, it brings back some, say, great memories. Um, the fans are brilliant in Germany. Um, it's always good to to uh, play in front of them um, but uh, you have a phone going yeah I heard mate popular yeah, line sponsor already <laughs> yeah there you go we work fast <laughs> we haven't even published it yet <laughs> um, but yeah sort of um, it, it weren't it, it weren't um, it weren't a great performance against Holtby I think it was mm. sort of like he, he, he played he obviously played in the uh, championship league already I was hoping to play my championship championship league group before that match to get you sort of uh, a yeah. bit match sharp. It fell and, a bit uh, funny, didn't it? I remember us talking about this on the last podcast. It was all a bit what will be first sort of thing and you didn't know. Yeah. And, and you're saying he'd, he'd had a chance to kind of sharpen up a little bit, yeah? Yeah, I, it was a good game. Um, I, I, I just got sort of some sort of bad shots out of it. Um, I, I, I sort of uh, a few, I missed a few blacks off the spot and uh, that just obviously sticks in the memory. Mm. Um, that's probably why I'm not sort of over the moon with the, with the performance. It was, it was a good match up until then. I, I made a big clearance, uh, uh, 3-2 down. I was 67 behind. I've cleared up with 69. That was obviously the highlight for, for me. Um, um, and But then, say, like, I threw in a few uh, missed blacks and uh, just obviously the way I played them, it, it weren't great. So it was just 
good to sort of get over line. So especially the sort of the last frame, I needed two snookers on the on the colours. Mm. Um, I think on the brown actually, and uh, got them. Mm. And uh, it was uh, it was obviously good to say get the get the result. That was the main thing. Now, we've mentioned it already, of course, this month you've also been in what's been successful Championship League action. Uh, stage 1 wins over Peter Lines and Kao Yu Peng, uh, followed by Stage 2 victories over Ben Wollaston and Jamie Jones and um, a 2-2 with Jordan Brown. Uh, they put you through to Stage 3 on Friday. Um, you enjoying the Championship League stuff this season? And, and how close would you say you're getting towards you know that kind of A game you want to reach uh, at the moment? You know? Yeah. I think it, like our, our things can happen. Um, obviously, if I'd have maybe we got if I'd have lost to Holtby, that um, it could have been a so so much different story. Um, I lost obviously three 0 to Peter Devlin in my first match. Mm. The following day, that was obviously in stage one, and uh, obviously then sort of producing good snooker to get through that group. But um, that is, this is exactly how this game is. It's sort of one result can change a season, and. Uh, it feels like it's sort of it's kick kick start me going and uh yeah, it's um say so obviously all, all good so far. Um just actually watching it on on a free sport mm. uh in my last game against Jordan Brown. So uh it's it's nice to watch and sort of free flowing. Obviously the match didn't really make any difference to me. I was already through by this time, so mm. it's nice to play sort of a carefree attitude. What's it been like there? How's the table playing, the venue and stuff? You you look quite comfortable when I seen you. Is it, yeah, you enjoying that? Yeah, so the, the, obviously tables are rassons a little bit different, a bit more slidey. Tables are quick, um, so yeah. So if you can find your timing early, uh, I played Ben Williston yesterday, and he was over screwing the white mm. a lot most of most of the match. So I sort of found the touch pretty much straight away. So. I sounds all it, it can sort of uh, make a difference in the, in the matches. Um, now, finally, a little, little look ahead to what you're coming up in August. Um, we mentioned, obviously, you travelled to Germany, uh, European Masters Round 1 clash with Ian Burns. Um, and then a bit later in the month, um, we're still waiting for absolute confirmation on the date, but it's, uh, it's a British Open clash against Lee uh, Piffan. Um, what sort of matches are you expecting against those two? Uh Ian Burns, tough competitor. Um, he's say I've, I've gone and practiced with him at Preston um, at his house, so uh, or his mum and dad's house, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's a tough player. He's um, he, he, you got to scrape him off the table, so uh, I expect a tough game there. Um, and also um, say the the British Open. I, I think I played the Penfold before. Uh, I can't think what tournament. I, I sort of, I think I beat him as well. So that ain't till the end of September. Um, so with, I, I thought I'd have had to qualify, but they built the obviously top sixteen matches over to the venue. So uh, right, I, I don't have card. to. Uh, yeah, I've read the calendar right. Yeah, okay, so that's actually end of September. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, you, I think you mentioned as we, when we started the show though, you, you've got the, the Thailand uh, trip as well. Um, that that is the end of August, right? The six reds. That's it, yeah. The, uh, mm. I, I think I fly on about on about the thirtieth of August. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple of exhibitions out there. I've just got, a, I think, a new sponsor from uh, uh, a high roller uh, sort of club in in Pattaya. Oh, okay. So that, um, obviously, elite management have got me. 
So uh, I'm going out there doing a couple of exhibitions before the tournament starts. Mm. Um, and I, I may probably be spending sort of like 10 days or two weeks in Thailand. So, um, yeah, yourself. looking forward to... Honestly. Yeah, looking forward to getting away and sort of playing, playing sort of abroad as well, like I say, with Germany yeah. uh, and Thailand. It's sort of hopefully it's all opening up again. Yeah, you're looking forward to because as much as anything else with you, it's um, you know it's the the commute, isn't it? It's the travelling and stuff. Is that is that are you kind of seasoned with that? Are you kind of used to it? Is it something you enjoy now, or is it one of them where you're thinking, oh, I've got to get back on planes and and do all that kind of business? You know, how do you feel about that side of it? Yeah, it's a bit anxious about it, really. Um, when we were sort of doing it, sort of week in, week out, it was just a, the norm. Now it's sort of, I've, I've like got to get my ski case out to put, obviously get my queue ready and, and yeah. pack a suitcase. Obviously, ain't really done it uh, for a few years. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit sort of ner- nervy. Um, but I'm sure once it sort of opens up properly and hopefully we're back to China, might not be this season, hopefully next season. Mm. Um, but um, it, yeah, it's just, say it starts getting back to normal. So um, yeah, can't wait for it all to open up again. Just finally, how do you kill the time? Are you, are you one of these guys who's watched every film going? Do you read a book? What, what do you do to soak up the hours uh, when, you, when you're traveling? Um, a bit of everything, really. Yeah. Um, I normally try and have a couple of drinks before I get on board. Right. Just to help me sort of uh, get, hopefully, a Sort of two or three hours. I try and sort of plan the, the trip as well. Yeah. A lot of people sort of fly with others, where I, I sort of plan my sort of flights, sort of best times for me. So I try and get like a night flight, so yeah. it sort of I can maybe sleep sort of four or five hours of the flight. Yeah. So uh, sort of uh, it, it sort of go through that way, and then it sort of sometimes it, it sort of beats the jet lag as well when you get the other side. Yeah. No, so, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as I say, you must have the best air miles account in the business, I reckon, mate. It's, uh, I hope you're on a on a good scheme. So whoever you book with, it was it was at one stage. I yeah. three hundred three hundred thousand <laughs> air miles with uh, with Emirates. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I try and stick with one airline, and uh, Emirates are, are brilliant. Yeah. So it'd be nice to looking just looking to book some flights, obviously to Thailand with them. So. Yeah, I, I think I've got to use because obviously we ain't been for a while. I've got to use some air miles, so right. I might be hopefully getting a nice upgrade. Good, good to, uh, to business or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's nice to see it all just returning to some sort of normality, as you said yourself. It, it still feels like I mean, last year was still snooker crawling out of the pandemic, and uh, but this kind of makes you feel like yeah, this is probably what the tour is. You know, you're, you're global ambassadors, aren't you? You're global sportsmen, really. Yeah, say like when when we was obviously doing it, it, it was the norm. Um, say didn't really think much of it, but mm. now we ain't had it for a few years. It's um, sort of uh, talking to some of the other players. They sort of didn't realise how much you miss it at, at the time when we're doing it all the time. It, everyone's saying it's a bit of a burden, yeah. all the travelling and and things like that. But now it's like people sort of can't wait to sort of get away and, and you maybe appreciate it a bit more as well. Yeah, we look forward to it. Stu, that's great. Thank you as always for your time and best of luck for your matches coming up in the coming weeks. Lovely. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Cheers.